0: Hello and welcome to Exiting Through the 2010s, a podcast about the movies of the 2010s. I'm Jack Draper and with me is my limousine driver uh, turned actor, Tyler Hartford. Hello, hello.
1: Hello, we're back. I've been uh, driving celebrities around LA Mm -hmm. uh, the past couple weeks. Um, Chuck
0: Lorre, Ryan Seacrest.
1: Ryan Seacrest, taking you to his palace.
0: Juliette Lewis, she's a Scientologist.
1: Yeah, Star of Yellow Jackets. Yeah, Juliette Lewis.
0: Um you're you're thinking about uh becoming a scientologist yourself for a career move, is that right?
1: Thinking about it. Um <laughs> look, I've been at this for a while now. Yeah. Uh, what
2: level are you at?
1: Uh I'm a black belt. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh Yeah. That's I, I think Scientology just goes hand in hand with driving limos, so th- that's where I'm yeah. at these days.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I feel like both you can.
2: Yeah, you get like a book of Dianetics with your license in LA.
0: Wow, that's, that's so swag. Um, yeah, it's like both you go from like zero to 100 real, real quick, and it's like whoa, <laughs> did not expect.
1: What if this was like someone's first time listening to the podcast, and they're like, "Who the fuck are these?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's all we talk about: is uh, limo driving experiences and Scientology. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes how they intersect.
1: Yeah, read the um, show notes, people. Jesus.
0: <laughs> yeah, read the uh, read the brochure we sent. That's not Scientology related. Definitely not. Um, but if you if, to talk about something different, finally, uh, if you'd like to mention some movies that you've seen recently.
1: Um. Let's start things off. Yeah, it's been a slow period for me, been busy, but I did finally catch up yesterday with uh, Come On, Come On, uh, mm-hmm. Mike Mills yeah. directed, Joaquin Phoenix starring, very good, I loved it, um, and I think, no, that was not my first Mike Mills because I did see 20th Century Women when that came out.
0: That one's amazing.
1: Uh, yeah. I, have you seen I Beginners? Have,
0: Oh, that one's also amazing.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I have to go back to that, but yeah,
0: if you dug, come on, come on, you'd. I bet.
1: That's why I've heard. i I've, I've heard people say. I mean, honestly, it sounds like everybody loves all of them. So. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was cool seeing Joaquin in a role like this, where he's like not over the top. For he's once, just playing a person. Not, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: yeah,
0: he's not twisted. <laughs> I, is this not his first thing since uh, the Clown Prince of Gotham? Joker. I think it is
1: his first since then, yeah. Um, since winning. He's going
0: to yeah, he's gonna be in the Ari Aster this year.
1: He did yeah. win Best Actor for that, right?
0: Yes. Um, or is that a nightmare that we all had together?
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm glad you he has an it. Oscar, but yeah, not for that. Yeah. Um, I don't know it's probably my favorite of his since like her maybe sure yeah there's been another great stuff but
2: what did he do between her and oh you were never really here oh that, that was that I don't like like
1: um mm. sister um, brothers sister brothers yeah
0: Mary Magdalene <laughs> why is that the first that came to mind
2: <laughs> oh yeah that's where he met Rooney Mara right
0: Wait, really they weren't White. together before that that's nuts okay
2: no, I think well, cuz they did I her together. So I met.
0: would think
1: Oh yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, you're right. That's you're crazy. right. Um but I know that when they were date like them starting to date or whatever happened, I think around the time of Mary Magdalene cuz like the um photos from the set of that were like paparazzi photos of like them together. Um Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 i'm looking at his filmography right now uh, uh i got to rewatch Inherent inherent
1: oh so yeah, yeah oh my god so do i i haven't seen it since it came out mm-hmm. oh
2: i hate i hated so it, did I. I, it. <laughs> I, I didn't hate it but i didn't I hated get it so much <laughs> and, and really yeah i hadn't read the book i'm not a stoner person generally speaking uh-huh. Although I love, I can I can fuck heavy with some vibes, but this was like not really a vibe movie. It, I don't wow. know, it, bad vibes. I, I don't just really hate mm-hmm. it. Um, unpopular opinion. I think uh, the
0: consensus really seems to be that it like flows from good to bad vibes. So maybe that's it. That'll sort of yeah doesn't stick to something. I,
2: I think it's like a cool thing now to be like, oh yeah, inherent vice is like yeah. three P T Anderson. And everyone who doesn't get it is a fucking loser. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would love to be included in that <sighs> club of like cool people who think inherent vice is good. So I'm gonna
1: have you to got a special pair it. of sunglasses oh. when you join the club. Like Hell yeah! Have, yeah. Uh,
2: you
0: get a special uh, uh, visit. cigarette. Yeah. Wink, wink.
1: I think we just lost like half the audience. Yeah. Uh, sorry yeah. guys. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now I'm deleting our very glowing reviews of Inherent Vice from our episode on it. Okay, great. Just, <laughs> no, 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 you're totally fine. Uh, yeah, um, Joaquin's like in a interesting place right now. Just like, what do you do after winning an Oscar for something like that, you know? Um, like there is no clear.
1: You play Joker again, right? He is? <laughs> Mm-hmm. That oh, sucks.
0: Oh right, no wait, that's that's, that's serious. Literally, that's, yeah, there is another one coming. <laughs> the movie yeah. made
1: a fuck ton of money. No like two, they're like, definitely making yeah. a sequel. No, that's right. No, I... allegedly
2: Lady Gaga is going to be in Joker as Harley Quinn. Everyone's like, well, Gaga's going to, be... well, that's that's the natural <sighs> role shit. that she would play. So I hate it. Um, none of that's been confirmed, but it's heavily
1: speculated. Okay. All right, this podcast is staying in yeah. a dark turn. Um, <laughs> but no, I think uh, come on, come on is very central to the movie is the brother sister relationship.
0: Uh, Gabby Hoffman's a sister,
1: Gabby Hoffman and Joaquin, yeah, and uh, also the film we're talking about today has a little something to do with that as well. So, uh,
0: oh, oh, oh dear, oh dear, does
1: it?
0: Uh, <laughs> Real fast, I think one of my favorite uh, things that I've seen recently has qu- quietly become like one of my favorite movies of the year so far. It's called Strawberry Mansion, uh, from Kentucky. Kentucky yeah, movie. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's hard to explain. Uh, like you know, like it's sort of Eternal Sunshine with like accessing dreams and past memories and thoughts. Um, but it's almost like if Eternal Sunshine was a Raul Dahl novel, like it's very imaginative and like, has a very peculiar sense of humor. Um, I haven't seen Kinsucker's other movies. Uh, and it's also co-directed by Albert burney But um, I, I really, really enjoyed this one.
2: Son of Reed Burney, yes. Star of yes, Mass. Exactly. The feel good movie of 2021. Um, the very
0: feel good movie of 2021. And also okay. uh Reed Burney is in this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Ha- I
2: haven't this, seen yeah.
0: it yet.
1: This is a 2021 movie.
0: Uh, it's a 20 it was at last year's Sundance, but it's now making its way to like smaller theaters like Got, just now. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Um definitely like I it's been a few weeks since I've seen it, but it, it's really stayed with me.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah. Uh, Marie, how about yourself? Marie already is here. Uh, thank you for being here. Yeah. Hi.
2: Hey. Uh happy to happy yeah. to be here. Taking a look back into recent history. <laughs> That's um,
3: what
2: we do. Uh, what have I seen lately? I saw the Batman, which you two haven't seen. So uh my spoiler-free take on that is that it's too long. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a plan for how they sh- they could have made it shorter, but I will not Ooh. say that here because you guys have not seen the movie. Um, is this like a, a thing for new releases? Oh, yeah, just anything. Any yeah, it could
0: be release. like TV or anything.
2: Um, I watched... I've been watching because we're in the middle of blank checks March Madness. So I'm trying to watch movies by some of the directors that are in the tournament this year that i haven't seen before mm. um, and i watched uh jacques Tati's monocle mm. the yes. other day um which was delightful i'd seen playtime before but had not seen this one um and it was someone on twitter Forget who it was, said, made a reference, or they they drew a comparison between Tati's work and John Wilson's, which oh I God. thought was very yeah, various yeah, that's sort sure. of like the absurdities of like the sort of quotidian aspects of modernity. <laughs> uh it's a lot of words to say. It's like, you know, shit that's boring and yeah. everyday is kind of funny sometimes. Uh, but Yeah, outside outside of like six different Batman movies, that's something that Mm. I've watched this week. What's your (laughs) official like top
1: three Batman? Now, uh,
2: number one, Batman Returns. Number obviously, uh, number two. See, my number two was The Dark Knight, Mm. but I just rewatched it and I kind of like it not so much, Mm. especially after watching Heat. Finally,
1: go on. Mm. I
2: was like, oh you know it takes a lot from heat obviously it was a thing people talked about at the time but uh no offense to wally sister but i just don't think the dark knight looks mm. that great
0: and also it takes a lot from prince of the city like the, the city of... women movie yeah mm. um yeah
1: so batman and robin so that's where my other two?
2: uh no I gotta rewatch Batman. Me Robin. too. I watched Batman Forever the other night, and I actually fucking mm. loved Schumacher
0: it. Schumacher would make an interesting miniseries.
2: Yeah. Is that uh, a lot of the
0: movies? Yeah, I forget.
2: I don't.
1: Yeah, it is. I don't know why. Yeah.
2: I don't know why we haven't covered
1: yeah.
2: him because um, he'd be a great. That'd be a great some bit, of the podcast. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I think there's just a a lot of other people that griffin and david are more interested in getting to yeah. sooner
0: i'm really excited for
1: oh joel schneider hmm? yeah
2: no, never what are you saying you're really excited for? oh what?
0: i was gonna mention something but i'm not sure if we were like allowed to say it a, a mini series that was upcoming um
2: it's been announced at this point oh um it's they 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 announced they officially announced okay. it in the Power of the Dog episode. So yes, we're doing Sam, Sam rainey, rainey yeah. next. Um, um, yeah. um which I'm really excited for too. Um because I've only seen like four Sam Raimi movies. Mm. Uh neither of which are Evil Dead or Evil Dead Two.
0: <laughs> yeah. So
2: uh, so I like really am not super familiar with his work outside of yeah. Spider Man.
0: Um, um I, I think a simple plan is so a masterpiece ahead. and when you,
2: yeah that's that's one yeah. i've seen
0: i, I like I that it. one yeah it's uh
2: we we have a very uh good guest lined up for that episode is it billy bob get excited is it billy bob hmm? Thornton? no
0: it's
2: not billy bob <laughs> um but uh it, it'll nah. i'm hoping it's a good episode. um
0: i guess showing my cards early that i'm a huge fan uh of blank check and it's i have been since brad bird um like i can track like where i was in my, my life like each miniseries like it's kind of cool at this point like tim burton oh, uh gosh. like lasted me an entire college <laughs> semester like from my winter break to like my summer break <laughs> um that's like so
2: did, fun. But... did the college did your college semester like get progressively worse um, Like the (laughs) Tim it was. It was like
0: like, I have to watch Miss Peregrine's instead of doing a. But no, it's like it was like I don't know if I need to do this. Like you know, but uh, (laughs) yeah. So it's yeah. But like you guys are a huge inspiration in doing this pod. So. Well,
2: I mean, it's it's all Griffin and David. I'm a very new face, Uh, but. it's been really it's been like a year a little over a year now um but I've been friends with them since before they started for sure the yeah. and uh, it's been fun to finally get involved um and get to you know watch a lot of movies along with them
0: I'm a huge supporter um, for David Lean to make it all the way this year because I think that's such a fun narrative
2: Lean Lean would be a great pick for the podcast like can I just do, like, a quick little here are my thoughts Please. on the yeah, competition yeah. thing, just, like, real quick? Yeah. Okay. There are some people that really fit the parameters of our podcast that I think we absolutely should mm. cover. Wells is, I mean, like, Wells is my mm. number one. Like, I think his narrative is one of the, like, original crazy blank check narratives. Uh, everything he's done has been weird. He's already made it around um, two, so,
0: like, fair shot.
2: Sure. Yeah. yeah well i mean technically not yet but we'll Mm -hmm. we'll see um i think lean has a really interesting narrative too um in terms of like the rise Mm -hmm. and then fall late period late career comeback um and uh someone like charlie chaplin i also think would be a good fit um people have been kind of annoying about Chaplin because they're like oh he's problematic and i'm like yeah well god i mean like who fucking excuse my language he wasn't and right, you know right.
4: yeah. <laughs>
2: in the, the, all these old dead guys they all were terrible people but uh i think his arc is really compelling because he's like a very early example of like a public figure getting canceled mm-hmm. and then still trying to make mm-hmm. movies um that kind of makes uh, it like
1: more interesting to me Like I don't see why you wouldn't do the podcast for that reason. Like that.
2: Yeah, he he, his narrative really fits with what we like Mm -hmm. to talk about, which is like the shifts in, you know public opinion about around a director's work. Well, Um, is
0: the blacklist the original canceled?
1: Basically,
2: I mean (laughs) Arthur Miller would say the Salem (laughs) Woods trial, the the Scarlet (laughs) Letter, but yeah I mean there there definitely are parallels, but we're you know on two opposite poles of uh, the pol- of the, like the political spectrum uh, but um yeah oh yeah other people in the bracket, Kubrick would be a great series because all of those movies are good, and people get really excited about them. Uh, Early Spielberg, yeah. Barbara Streisand. Um, there are really only like three people on the bracket I wouldn't want to do mm-hmm. personally. And one of them, I'm just going to go say it Don Bluth. Mm-hmm. Because do, I have to sit through oh, all come these movies on. I, like in a working I would context. love to watch those movies I can't. back.
0: The Land I can't. Before Time was like, like the movie of my movies. childhood. No. Yeah.
2: It's a big deal. No no i have like uh, like a very just like i'm like triggered by Littlefoot. like i see like that little dinosaur and i just get like ooh, i hated all right guys i'm out I uh, like it's been very... real <laughs> <laughs> but like i had very i had very serious disney brand loyalty as a child mm-hmm. Especially because I was very, very gendered in terms of, like, the entertainment I chose to consume. I really liked the princess shit that Disney was doing. And Don Bluth was not really doing that until Anastasia, which was kind of his, like, you want a Disney princess movie? Here you fucking Mm. go. Um, So, like, I really just didn't like any of those movies at the time. And the idea of rewatching them now, I don't think they're going to improve for me. But I mean, watch he like wins the whole thing, and I'm forced <laughs> to sit through like 13 Don Bluth movies. Mm-hmm. And just be I'm gonna
1: spam the it, poll but. now. Yeah. yeah. yeah oh oh no! Luck. Oh wait a minute! No, wait luck. a minute!
0: Let's take it back now. Uh, <laughs> but, I don't think we're spamming polls should be mentioned around. Uh, but no, I mean, like you know, well, if Bluth wins, have, you know, I guess we're gonna have to call a vote If that's whatever we know no. it's not a trump situation
2: the, I, i'm the only person who has like control of the vote like i can see each individual ip address wow. where everyone's voting from how many times they gain the system they gain the system like some people be like "Ooh, i'm in incognito mode and i can vote more than once and, like people like were telling on themselves to me like is that okay <laughs> do you guys know about this and i'm like if you want to vote like three times in a poll for like FW Murnau, <laughs> like, go ahead. You know, I think that's really cute. Yeah. Like, it shows those people
0: are telling care. the teacher how they're going to cheat on the test. If that's the case, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like,
2: and yeah. I, I, like, I was getting so on the first day of March Madness, I was getting so many of those like messages and I just, one of them I finally replied to and I was like, we know and we don't care. Like there's a difference between like one person voting ten times than it, between mm-hmm. that and like someone buying you know a block of fifteen hundred right. votes for Gordon. For baby. sure.
0: Oh, oh gosh. Um, <laughs> and yeah. I also pulled out the bracket just to look it over once more. Also, like, am a huge fan of, um, Palin Pressburger and, um, Michael oh, Cimino would just be. I mean, come on, that's like the definitive.
2: Chimino, another one of those great yeah. narratives. Michael and Michael Powell. We would cover Peeping Tom as part of yeah. a Powell and Pressburger right. series because that is really like
0: that's to, yeah, that's the, so the important song, to his career. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So,
2: yeah, um, and you're right. And I did make yeah, a mistake so, that Carson I
0: mean, Wells has not been done yet. Um, no,
2: he comes up at the end of this upcoming week. Gotcha. I think.
0: Um, uh, which really crushed me, and I'm and I'm sure Griffin that. He's up against Preston Sturgis, like one of my favorites. But
2: but they chose the seating. <sighs> they chose that. And then they were like, why do you do that? I'm yeah. like, I don't know. You I know. you did yeah. that. So face the consequences.
0: Wonder who this is. Yeah. But who did that?
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> Couldn't be <Yeah>. me.
0: <laughs> a mirror, they're looking at a mirror. Yeah. yeah. So, uh yeah. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah, this is like such a great idea and theme too. Um, but no.
2: Yeah, I think, you know. I'm you curious
0: when to... this theme came about for the 20th century. Was uh, it just like we haven't covered many people from this era?
2: I think that there is the impetus, especially now that we have researchers on mm-hmm. staff um, to kind of dig a little deeper in film history. Um, and I think that um with people like Zemeckis and with Burton and stuff we now have this kind of like obligation to keep covering their movies and uh, we don't it, it's just nice to cover people where you have the arc completed for sure and there's no going back to the well I mean someone like Orson Welles you know you're going to be getting posthumous releases for for years and knows barbara streisand might direct another movie that'd be great but you know for the most part you really Mm -hmm. have the complete sort of story there that we can tell um
0: or like the new elaine movie with dakota johnson uh like that's another example of like you would think that they're just oh yeah but yeah um and uh yeah
2: and i yeah i also think that as our audience grows i think we kind of have we, we you know we started as kind of one type of podcast and then to kind of evolve um into more of like a cinephile direction is pretty cool yeah. absolutely um yeah you know, from making jokes about george lucas to <laughs> potentially you know talking about like carl theodore dreyer yeah, yeah. You know, kind of a fun ev- evolution for the podcast yeah. but
0: uh, like uh i i saw a few of the wachowski blind spots i I hadn't seen yet for Resurrections recently and mm-hmm. I went back to like um, the Speed Racer episode and that is a completely different show yeah, oh yeah it's crazy but yeah. something we like to learn about all of our guests is how you found a love of movies and if you'd like to you know shout out any like experiences uh, that come to mind for that or just like movies you loved as a kid If
2: sure uh, the Lamb
1: before time just
2: all Don Blue Don Blue <laughs> Um I uh my my love of movies, uh I I wanted to be an actor as a kid. I was like one of those annoying kids who like really wanted my parents to like get me an agent and stuff.
0: You were uh, like Benji.
2: Because when from I, my sister. Exactly. I could have been like Benji. The Russian cobalt. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, no, my parents knew that was gonna happen. They protected me. Uh, but I like I had a very fortunate experience, which I've talked about before on blank checks, that uh I grew up outside of Philadelphia and M. Night Shyamalan went to my uh my grade school and set his first major movie there and used it as a filming location. Um, when I was in the second grade and all of my, uh, classmates and I had the opportunity to be, uh, background in the film. Um, and so, you know, for that entire school year, we'd have a movie crew shooting things while we were in class. And then on some, you know, on the weekends, we'd get to come in and get like, you know, our makeup done and our wardrobe looked at and then get to be in a movie, um, with Rosie O'Donnell was in, the, was in Wide Awake, which she was so big for kids mm-hmm. at the time. Um, and that was a really like special experience. And we uh, all got to go to the premiere at the Ziegfeld Theater in New York. Um, and I kind of got the bug from that day on or that experience on. And ever since then, I was like, a, I just knew I wanted to do something with movies. Um, and I, I think everyone has like their gateway movies when they're, you know, a teenager. And like a lot of people my age, I'm in my early thirties, like, you know, Quentin Tarantino was a big deal for me. Um, movies that I remember coming out and, you know, getting to see and really liking, were movies like Fight Club and Memento and Donnie Darko. Mm-hmm. Um, And then uh, I got Roger Ebert's book of 100 great movie essays, and I started going through the list alphabetically. And they started uh, with numbers, so the first one I watched was 400 Blows, and I was like, "Oh, cool, French people! I like these," and got really into the French New Wave and went to NYU film school and you know produced a couple movies and now
1: I work for a podcast uh but um yeah
2: and that's, the the that's, kind of <laughs> that's
1: the map to the stars.
2: groovy that's the map to the star
0: you found the map I love it um mm-hmm. yeah and you know what made me think of Rosie O'Donnell being at the premiere was and that, and this is totally random and like out of place. Um, but just something that pops in my head my first like core memory of Rosie O'Donnell was when she hosted the um uh survivor reunion of Survivor oh. Marquesas, <laughs> oh God, uh, season four. <laughs> and this was like 2003, and um, and she was just this is like not even a memory I should have. This is like so dumb
2: and That's silly soccer guy that one?
0: was season that was the previous season um and okay. this one is when you have sepia tower when it was a huge deal uh like a, a kind of game that we had never seen up until that point and jeff robes didn't host it and Rosie O'Donnell like made a complete ass because like she completely misunderstands like how to host something like this like she, remember, like she yeah. wants the attention on her and it's like, no, you like should be like diplomatic and like get everyone's perspective on the game. And like, she does, but it's like, <laughs> it was anyway. Um, but
1: My mom watched the Rosie O'Donnell show when that was on, that was like late nineties, right? Um,
2: I- Yeah, it was like mid, mid to late nineties. I used to watch it after school. Um, She had a, a, the funny thing because she wasn't, out yet as a lesbian um so she would talk a lot about her crushes on tom cruise <laughs> and john travolta which is very very funny to think about i remember watching it with my mom my mom would also have crushes on tom cruise and john travolta and be like oh yes rosie <laughs> those hot men um jesse used to like throw koosh balls into the audience that was like oh, her gosh. signature thing koosh- you guys remember- yeah, yeah, balls? yeah. Like those little like rubbery things. Those are those are very
1: big in the, in the. I wonder
0: if kids these days um, like still play around with those. No about couch yeah. balls. No, I hope so.
2: <laughs> no, they have like slime now, <laughs> which back in my day we called gap but now they just call it so,
0: slime. oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think since we have the map, let's just yeah. When was your first time seeing maps of the stars?
4: I thought that it was a meet. I didn't know that I was going to have to read. And then the casting director, who I know, doesn't even acknowledge me. She just walks right by without saying a word. And then she says they want to put me on tape. And I'm like, excuse me, but you need special makeup for that. Or you look green. And she says, well, you can either tape or not. Like, it's all some pointless exercise. And I just can't take it anymore, Jacob. I'm so tired. And it's so pathetic. Your mother, of course, was Clarice Taggart the wonderful actress who died tragically in a fire. What is it like
0: starring in a remake of a movie
4: and essentially playing your mother? Scary.
0: (laughs) Where'd you come in from? Jupiter. Now you had tinsel time, what are you gonna do?
4: This isn't a very glamorous job. I would be the most loyal, most competent, most grateful personal assistant you've ever had. I hired a girl. It's amazing. Why is it amazing? She was burned in a fire. You gonna hurt me, Agatha? I think she may be back. I don't know if she's dangerous. This part, it's reimagining. It's a second chance. I told you to stay away from us. I was afraid. Because of what you did. You blame yourself for the night I burned, don't you? If you don't mind that I requested you.
0: I think you're a little crazy.
4: Go back to Kansas, Dorothy. Secrets kill.
2: I don't remember the exact circumstances of it but I know that I did log it on Letterboxd Um, hold on let me see the exact date that I watched it for the first time March 12th 2015 so it was probably around the time of the Oscars Mm -hmm. where Julianne Moore was nominated for Still Alice and ended up winning
1: okay I thought Um, you said we're gonna say she was nominated for this I was gonna be like whoa (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> she yeah, should she have should, been. yeah.
0: I mean, she's incredible. I like Still Alice, but this is and clearly far better. Uh,
2: I mean, also, one of those movies is uh, sorry, Still Alice. I saw it just like went in and then no. out. Maybe it's like a trauma response to it because, like, the scariest thing I can imagine is like my parents getting like early onset Alzheimer's in their 50s. It's like fucking terrifying, but um, yeah, that movie. No one talks about that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, And it, Julianne Moore, when you look at her filmography, it's a very depressing sort of
3: mm-hmm.
2: arc where she's she gives all of these incredible performances, starting in the 90s with uh, I think she was in shortcuts yeah. and a few other things but safe is like yeah. what was' her huge breakthrough on like a get critical. Yeah. Uh, basis, and then she does you
0: know, the two PTA, Boogie
2: Nights, Big yeah. Lebowski, Magnolia, Far From Heaven, The Hours, mm-hmm. um, and she gets nominated for a lot of Oscars, and she doesn't win. Mm-hmm. Um, she's consistently working with interesting directors, doing really sort of like courageous, out there performances, and she finally wins for Still Alice the same year that this movie. Maps the Stars comes out, and she has not made another good movie since. And if you're doubting me, look at her IMDb. It's garbage.
0: I <laughs> like, I like Gloria Bell, the American remake. Um, if
2: okay, but if that is like the standout thing that she's done in the past, like, this is true. Eight years or whatever. That is a standout. Years, it's not. It's,
0: it's because bad. she, go, she goes. She goes back to Todd Haynes doesn't work out with wonderstruck and i believe that it's like a smaller role but because like millicent simmons is like the bigger star um
2: you're right i think it's adapted
0: from a children's book um but no yeah and mm-hmm. yeah you're right it there's i mean her 2021 was dear evan Hansen and woman in the window uh fascinating yeah, it's like
2: two okay. <laughs> two notorious interesting
0: so right. <laughs> um yeah,
2: yeah so she got her oscar and oh, know. she's like eh. but it it's just a it's a bummer because she is such like a brave performer yeah. and you really see that in maps to the stars which is like
0: such range yeah
2: you it, it's operating on like a level of grotesquerie mm-hmm. that i think is really uh difficult for actresses to kind of like allow themselves to 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 operate on that kind of level, and she she does it in this movie, and she's so I and I mean I think she's just incredible. yeah yeah this I really like
3: mm-hmm. this movie yeah. a
2: lot. I I think when I suggested this movie, you were like, oh, that's interesting because we don't like that movie. Maybe it would be right. interesting to have a different perspective. For
0: sure. Um. Uh. I like I like this one too. I saw it, and which by the way, this is our only other time talking about. Um, Julian we've done a LaGuaria Bell remake, but it's like I can't see us doing like anything else uh that she's in unless some like we do like a, a Colette Sarah episode and someone's like, Oh, I want to talk nonstop. Uh, <laughs> but even then, um no, but yeah, I saw Well,
2: she's in Don John, which right. is a very yeah. important movie from the yes. crazy yeah. stupid text. Love. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, kids are all right, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So I, I saw this a few years ago when I was first getting to Cronenberg. Like I think at the time, I saw the Fly, um, Videodrome, and like Cosmopolis. Like I was seeing which ones were streaming. I think I was like freshman year of college when I saw this. And yeah, like rewatching this, it was like, oh, there's a lot that you'll you'll see in other movies about hollywood but i think this was just like reiterating that nothing changes <laughs> like it's it's just a whole bunch of like there's no imagination or life like and i think that's what really like right. struck me and why i didn't immediately love it that it's just so heartless and void of like happiness you know um but i get yeah
2: it's connecting the dots between connecting uh, the stars you, and Uh, connecting the stars between nepotism and narcissism and then that of ultimately representing uh, or manifesting itself in incest Mm. um if hollywood is so obsessed with itself and with its history it keeps kind of like reproducing with itself and it's this sort of like rotted environment of just garbage Mm. (laughs) and that's a very bleak perspective to have on Hollywood if you are a filmmaker, Um, but uh, Cronenberg has famously always worked outside of Mm -hmm. Hollywood. Maps the Stars is his first movie he ever shot in America. He's Canadian Uh, and he, you know, has an outsider's perspective. Um, The script was written by Bruce Wagner, who is the kind of ultimate Hollywood insider but has always kind of had an off-kilter perspective about that world. Um I was watching his Bruce Wagner series Wild Palms mm. earlier today. Have you guys are you guys familiar no, with Wild Palms? I think Palms? I've
0: heard of it, but I, I can't recall what it's about.
2: So Wild Palms um was a mini series that aired on ABC in uh, I think it was 1994, or 1993. Um, and it was executive produced by Oliver Stone. And it was very much kind of riding the coattails of Twin Peaks as a sort of eerie, sort of kind of what is going on kind of weird uh I don't know soapy sort of thing uh instead of Angela Badalamenti doing the score it's Ryuji Sakamoto Mm -hmm. uh it stars uh Jim Belushi (laughs) in a rare dramatic role um and Robert Loja uh who Robert Loja and Dana Delaney who fun fact were both in Shyamalan's Wide Awake which is the movie I was an extra in um, but it's like, it's a very, it, it's a very interesting project because it's kind of like halfway between Lynch and Cronenberg, um, because it kind of has the sort of dreamy tone of Lynch, but it involves like a virtual reality conspiracy, which is more of a Cronenberg thing. Um, another thing that I like about Maps of the Stars is that I also think that it's a nice sort of. Cronenberg, and Lynchian combo—it's uh, you know a great double feature with Mulholland Drive, um, and uh, and yeah,
0: yeah, that's interesting. Um, I I couldn't you know like imagine I think I think I can imagine this kind of script uh, structure as um, a TV series since it does feel novelistic at times uh
2: well he he wrote it i I think bruce wagner wrote a script and then the movie didn't get made and then he turned it into a novel and then after the novel was published they returned to it and then made this movie um so it is sprawling but in a way that doesn't feel uh too sprawling everything is connected, the sto- you know, all of the characters, you, it makes sense how they know each other. Um, if you have not seen Maps the Stars, a brief plot overview. Um, it, Mia Wasikowska plays a mysterious young woman who arrives in Los Angeles. Uh, she enlists the help of a uh, limo driver played by Robert Pattinson to um, take her to a celebrity's home that no longer exists because it was burned down in a fire the house belonged to um, a famous child actor named Benji Weiss Uh, and Benji is kind of a Justin Bieber type character but like the kind of just like the Justin Bieber era where he was like pissing yeah. in restaurants and <laughs> which, like, doing a lot of which drugs. Which my
0: quick take about like the <laughs> like the prick kid actor who's like got the big ego would totally not be a kid actor in, in 2022. I fully believe that this would be like a YouTube star or a TikTok-er. um Right, It's a a a, tiktoker uh, like Tony or Lopez or Bryce yeah. Hall that um, there are people who have or I mean just to take it a step further um, real fast. It would be someone who's like not about, like, COVID compliance or something, or is very much just, like, not up to date, like, oh, man, that's that sucks what's happening in Ukraine, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know, just, like, someone who's, like, very tone deaf and uh, doesn't really have an ego in, like, um, acting or social media, but really just in the world doesn't really understand anything. <laughs> like, that's, I mean, just yeah, a just a shitty kid. kid. Yeah, that's, like, what's considered uncool now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um... And this shitty kid, Benji, his parents are uh, Olivia Williams and and a very funny John Cusack, who plays like a new age guru uh, slash therapist. And one of John Cusack's clients is Julianne Moore, plays a character named Havana Segrand. Just, just, some of the character names in this movie are so incredible um and julianne moore havana
3: mm-hmm.
2: she is the kind of past her prime nepotism actress whose mother was a uh famous tragic actress in the 70s who died in a fire um And there is a movie being made that's like a biopic of Julianne Moore's mother, and Julianne Moore wants to play her mother in the movie. Um, And that's complicated by the fact that Julianne Moore um, has, you know, a traumatic history of abuse by her mother. And all these stories kind of come together because... Mia Wasikowska is ends up being uh, Julianne Moore's assistant, which is a connection that was made through, <laughs> through Carrie Fisher, mm-hmm. who plays herself, which is a very funny cameo considering her own sort of history with like Hollywood nepotism. Both her parents mm-hmm. are famous, and uh, drug addiction and uh, mental illness and trauma. Um, and it's revealed that Mia Wasikowska is actually Benji's sister, who was sent to a mental institution because she uh, tried to burn their house down. Um,
0: and did we mention that Olivia and Williams and John Cusack are brother sister?
2: Or brother and well, you sister, don't find that out till Mary later. Had kids and their kids, right? Um, and yeah, you know, as we said earlier, incest is a sort of. Is a product of like Hollywood nepotism mm-hmm. is a big theme in this movie, um, and uh, yeah and yeah. Uh,
0: Los Angeles seems like a really nice place, a lot of, very chill. Is what I got from this.
2: Normal. Yeah. I mean, the whole movie is like, uh, what what like a conservative person would say about Hollywood being full of like sickos right. and perverts. Yeah like this movie is like yeah guess so
0: see that's what Uh, I've been saying this entire time yeah it's like
2: (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's true um I if you talk about like things that got you into movies or like sort of gateway drugs to becoming a cinephile or whatever like one of the things that had a huge influence on me early on was Kenneth Anger's Hollywood Babylon Mm -hmm. which is a um very famous (laughs) very Uh, inaccurate sort of collection of gossipy stories about um, celebrities in classical Hollywood and uh, Karina Longworth on You Must Remember This had like a really great series where um, each episode was dedicated to a story in Hollywood Babylon and she would give the Kenneth Anger gossipy version of it and then kind of pick that apart and talk about what really happened Uh, but Maps to the stars is kind of like a what if all of the Kenneth Anger Hollywood Babylon stuff was accurate and things really were this messed up. Um, and so, I mean, that was just like a fun little entree for me to get into this
3: movie.
2: <laughs> um, so, we talked about Julianne Moore, uh, some other folks that are in this movie who I think were having very interesting um, periods in their careers at the time of this movie, Robert Pattinson um, who was in his, uh, I need to prove I'm a good actor phase. Um, he, you know, had worked with Cronenberg previously mm-hmm. on Cosmopolis, which I actually haven't seen. Um, mm. I started watching it earlier today, uh, to prepare for this and was like, mm, I'm not really vibing mm-hmm. with it. Um,
0: it's but, pretty, it's pretty startling. Uh, I, I, I couldn't, I like this one much more, uh,
2: yeah, I I, I mean, it, it, the uh, bad CGI or the bad special effects inside the limo where you see, like, the outside the windows, I don't know if, like, you remember how bad they are. They're really, yeah. it's really bad. When I was watching on Pluto today and I was like, ooh, I don't know if this is going to, like, be a reveal eventually that it's all, like, mm-hmm. you know, they're all in a simulation. I don't know, but it was distracting. Yeah. I'll have to get back to it. Uh, the other person in this movie who was having a pretty good run uh, in my opinion is uh, Mia Wachowska yeah. who uh this is the middle film in her incest trilogy uh <laughs> she did Stoker the year before and Crimson Peak the year after uh Stoker is a crazy movie I love yeah. all of I love all of those movies um I like am a weirdo who <laughs> thinks that crimson peak is guillermo del toro's best movie Mm. which no one agrees with me on that but it's the one that like aligns the most with like my sensibility if you can't join a club Um, that
0: like welcomes you in like with the inherent vice love you can start one that's just for crimson peak
2: yeah i mean i've i've like been converting people (laughs) because i have i think the problem with crimson peak is like not enough people have seen it or at least not enough. The people who would like it have seen it, because I my whole thing with Del Toro is like I just can't. I I'm not. I think I'm not a fan. I'm not. Same. I yeah, you're raising your hand. Um, he, he. I mean, in a year that like we, we don't have to relitigate the Shape of Water winning. You're right. We don't
1: Oscar, so But
2: good. if you think about the. Mo- <laughs> <laughs> First, Dawn Blue, now Shape of Water, I I cannot with you, but it's just it's. I like Crimson Peak because it's gothic, it's gothic horror, and it's campy, and it's got a lot of Victorian shit. It's cool. Um, I don't really like some of his other monster stuff. It's just For not sure. my.
0: Aesthetic. I think with but, with my with um, my whole Del Toro take and like some friends and I have come to this agreement that he's a better film historian than he is a filmmaker or at least i like to hear oh, him yeah, someone, talk about films Than i like to hear him talk the about other day. his own movies if that makes sense yeah, yeah but
2: yeah i i feel similarly about um edgar wright but
0: oh we'll yes another yes. conversation both um, interesting uh, uh two people with interesting movies out last year <laughs> um,
2: Yeah, Yeah. one of them I hated. The other one I thought was (laughs) alright. And you can guess which one. Um, Uh, I
0: think with Mia Vaskaska as well, it's interesting that her and Julie Moore play mother daughter, and think it's are all right. (laughs) And then mm -hmm. like fast forward a few years, and it's like oh, (laughs) different relationship. Yeah. Um. But
2: yeah, she, she. she was Mia, Mia was in a lot and then she wasn't in anything for or it seemed like, like her big in breakout was and then Alice. She Bergman Island. But right. But yeah. then like hold on, I'm gonna pull her up on IMDb. But it seemed like for a couple years, like she was no longer everywhere.
0: Yes, I agree. Um like she was right? Okay. So, well she kind of was lost in the She was in the, the lost in the shuffle with the devil all the time um in 2020 but um
2: she was in the devil
0: all the time antonio campos um tom holland
2: oh straight to netflix so i didn't watch it that movie (laughs) yeah
0: um (laughs) uh right 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 and i mean not only with the julie moore thing but her and uh rob Hansen were in damsel from 2018 right yeah together As well
2: um yeah uh i like her yeah I, I want her to be in more she's someone interesting where like you can't really tell how old she is <laughs> hate- she could be either like 40 or like 22 i
0: love it yeah <laughs> she was born in 1989 oh she ser- she shares my birthday that's crazy yeah. october 25th wow
2: october 25th yeah. what what sign is that is that Libra? it's a
0: scorpio sign
2: you're a Scorpio. Ooh, dangerous.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what everyone says. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I don't, I don't know. Should I admit to this? But, um, yeah,
2: my mom's a, my mom's a Scorpio. Yeah.
0: Uh, Scorpios are cool.
2: <laughs> um, so Cronenberg is, How do you guys feel about Cronenberg?
0: It took. I'll admit, like it took me a second to uh, to really grapple with what he was going for when I first got into film, and like I'd known a few of his movies. Like I, I think the first one that I saw was the fly. Um, oh yeah. I already, I already talked about that. And uh, yeah, it's, it was similar with uh, like De Palma that it's like, I don't get it yet <laughs> that I don't, I didn't want to limit myself at the time and just come to the conclusion that they weren't my cup of tea. Cause I didn't know if they were or not. It was more, I see what they were doing. Um, I just didn't know if, yeah, like, yeah, like, I didn't know if I, if I got it, um, because they didn't make movies, like, like I had seen before, and I didn't know if I liked it. Right. Um, but now, I Tyler, think what
2: about
0: you? it's, yeah, I think I like some, but, yeah, I think I like this movie. I don't know. <laughs> so I still don't know if I love it, but.
1: I, uh. I had seen The Fly and A History of Violence, like, a long time ago, like, at least 10 years ago. So I almost don't want to count them because I, like, don't remember much. Um, Yeah, the Vigo movies
0: I've seen, too, and those are
1: really great. But uh, more recently, I've caught up with, uh, what's it called, Scanners and Videodrome. And I love both of those. Uh, Mm -hmm. And... But going into this movie, I first of all I had no recollection of it coming out. I had never heard of it because at the time I didn't wasn't familiar with Cronenberg like that. Um, And I'll just uh, show my cards like going in or watching this movie. I don't think I realized like what it was going for until like two thirds of the way through the movie. I don't think I realized it was a satire. I thought this was like a straight like. 100 percent serious drama uh oh <laughs> uh,
2: julianne moore was nominated for best actress in a comedy or musical at the golden globes for this awesome That's why so they like really were so they like, I love they it,
1: got it kind but of. it's
2: funny they, yeah well i think they like the movie chooses how like the cat, like the category, oh the actors will be nominated in.
0: So cool, but it
2: is funny because it's like I guess it is funniest movie, movie.
0: like, but like by default. Yeah, or it's, but it's not there. like laugh
2: out loud yeah. funny. Yeah, it's like it's. I mean, the whole like the what is the Bavina, the Bavina kid, like that stuff is like yeah, pretty funny.
0: And, and even with its humor, it can uh, range from from pretty shocking to like straight up immature. Like, there's a lot of Poop and pee material in this. And it's
1: like, and that's Benj- yeah. Benji's vibe Yeah.
0: And that, scene, yeah.
2: <laughs> that scene when Julianne Moore is like shitting on the toilet. I, and, yeah. Like, <laughs> make, she's like telling Mia Wazakowski to go out and get her like, you know, mm-hmm. cozy shack mm-hmm. or whatever and like, you know, an enema. Yeah. Like there's uh, like, there's some
0: pretty <laughs> insane lines in here like, piss patrol cognac. Like, yeah. <laughs> wonder yeah. if Blake yeah, Shelton yeah, beat yeah, on her right, butt. Yeah. Like, what the? <laughs>
2: Yeah, there's all like the peeing in the butt. It's insane. Like, this one actress would let like producers stick their dicks in her butt yeah. and pee. She was a runner up on The like, Voice. Oh, good to know. Yeah. Right. I know. like um I I I don't remember the first Cronenberg I saw. I think Videodrome was the first one that I had heard of in my like you know attempts to teach myself about movies Mm -hmm. um i think the first one i remember seeing uh like contemporary to its release was eastern promises which is very different from the rest of his output because it is kind of like a pretty straight thriller um minus all the vigo dong that you don't really get in a lot of uh mainstream movies Mm -hmm. um i loved it um uh, video drone we watched in uh, our film theory class in college um, and I was really really into it um, my friend at the time was very upset by it because she thought it was so sexist and horrible um, and I remember feeling kind of uncomfortable with her assessment because I thought all the stuff with Debbie Harry was like super hot so I was like, "Am I a bad person?" Uh, I don't think I am. Uh, and then I, you know, I, I think I've seen most of his major. Have you seen them all? Films. No, because I haven't. I haven't seen *Cosmopolis*. I haven't seen. Oh uh, right, we just talked Existence. about *Cosmopolis*. Yeah, yeah, but, and I haven't seen. I haven't seen Rabbit.
0: oh yeah that's one of his first
2: haven't seen naked lunch and i haven't seen m butterfly but mm-hmm. i do own a dpd of that within
0: the last I year i've, I've seen the dead um, zone and the brood and i've really loved both of those
2: the brood i watched for the first time somewhat recently yeah. and
0: woo, yeah
2: it's that's a lot. so good yeah. uh
0: there's a little bit of the brood in this like with the mother daughter there is
2: i mean i i wrote i took notes i was like okay let's talk about how this movie relates to like certain of his like running themes Mm, throughout his career everyone thinks of cronenberg as like the body horror guy which i think he does not like that label because like I think it was around. When it was only because the fly drama, was so was
0: popular. Like, I think that something has something to do with it. Yeah,
2: or even with with movies like Video Drum. He's like, mm-hmm. I didn't have a big budget, right? So I was just trying to like put things in there that would get my film noticed by certain groups of people. Kind of like how like a, a lot of directors start off directing like a low budget elevated horror or whatever because those will get greenlit. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: or like a crime the, thriller, you know, or something, and
2: yeah. have. Right, they just have like a built-in audience. And so then if you like... But so he was like, I'm never n- never really interested in, in the body horror as much as I am interested in the psychology <laughs> and the philosophy, uh, especially in movies like Videodrome. Um, but uh, if we... Body horror in Maps to the Stars, it's not as explicit as it is in something like The Brood or Videodrome or whatever, where you, like, are literally seeing, like, some gross special effect on someone's body. But I think, you know, I mentioned it before, there's a lot of, like, kind of grotesquities Mm -hmm. in uh, Maps to the Stars. Um, I feel like Benji looks like he's kind of in, like, a permanent state of, like, a growth spurt. Like, he's got this really long neck, and it's just, like, he looks like a teenager kind of in the middle of a metamorphosis like stuck adults. in growing pains um yeah yeah and it's an, i was because watching it this time i was thinking like you know why did he pick this actor because he's not as he's never like, been witty. anything this is his only
0: credit if that. It...
2: or he was in he was in the killing oh that um a and e show or amc right. show right, uh, right, the right, one that right. like yeah, yeah. But he hasn't been in a ton, and I just it was like, "Where, where did this kid come from?" And couldn't they get like a kid who looked more like Justin Bieber or was more of like a young, obvious mm-hmm. young heartthrob? Um, but I think that it, how weird this kid looks, is like. I think he's
1: perfect. At least, mm-hmm. in, like, a yeah,
2: he's great.
0: Voice. Yeah, he's
2: perfect. I mean, every I,
0: he's so he's, good. I, like Cronenberg's. Like, no matter if I had some hesitation when I first found to Cronenberg, um. I'd always recognize, like he got like such great performances out of actors. He's such a, honestly, I think that's like an underrated aspect of him that he's a great actor's director, even more yeah, than like horror sure. uh, material. If this is 2022, do we think
2: yeah.
0: Tom Holland is the Benji character? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no he's too, he's too old
0: I just, I just have like a nightmare fear learned. that he's like every kid character <laughs> or like you know adolescent this, uh.
2: so Tom Holland let's see like is he trying to do the Pattinson thing no. I don't think so because I don't think he's interested in working with uh, interesting filmmakers or taking interesting roles I mean you're like, oh, he did that movie Cherry, but that was My still God. directed by the Russo brothers. Like, I really don't think he, like, is trying to follow that path. Um, but, like, he probably would have been... I could see a version of this movie being made now where he's the Pattinson character.
1: Um, yeah. But, I think he's more uh... on, like, a Mark Wahlberg path of just doing, like, trash. <laughs>
2: Which is which is so weird because you think like Tom Holland is someone who started out like being in Billy Elliot mm. on, in the West End, like he's like a little like song and dance kid. Like why isn't he, he knows ballet? Like, I guess he he was <laughs> wasn't like he is kind of doing a Fred Astaire biopic. I think yeah. if that was
3: announced.
0: Yeah. and
2: people were upset about that. But at least Chris Evans that is Gene Kelly. I remember those things not. were like
0: announced around the same time.
2: Oh my god, people were so mad yeah. about that. Um but yeah he uh, uh him and him and Timothy Chalamet are interesting com- comparison For sure. points cuz i think like Chalamet is doing big movies like Dune and Wonka or whatever but he's explicitly stated that he like took career advice from someone who said never do a superhero movie mm-hmm. and so he is doing big movies but he's choosing not to yeah. do those movies at least at this point only one of those
0: two two have a subscription to criterion channel and i think we know
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean tom holland not knowing who pedro Almodovar was was something i was like like, about and then people were making excuses for him they're like he's a young guy of course he's not going to know who pedro Almodovar is and i'm like the dude made a movie with Antonio Banderas, like, the same year that Banderas was nominated for Best Actor
1: mm-hmm.
2: in uh, an Almodovar movie. Did that not come up at all? Like, was he not curious about, like, <laughs> I don't know, I just, I...
1: It's very Benji-esque behavior. <laughs> Whatever.
2: <laughs> ben- Benji would not give a fuck about exactly. I <laughs> <Roval more. laughs> Pain and glory, my um, ass.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> my God. Um, okay. What else? Okay. Jungian psychology is a big aspect of Maps to the Stars. Ooh. You have Cusack literally, like yeah. actually name dropping Carl Jung with uh, Julianne Moore when um, they're in their sessions talking about the eternal child. How your you know your childhood is always kind of impacting you as mm-hmm. an adult. Uh, this movie has a big Electra complex mm-hmm. thing going for it. The Electra complex is women wanting, er, feeling threatened by, and wanting to replace their mothers. Mm-hmm. Julianne Moore's whole relationship with her dead mother is like textbook Electra complex, down to the fact of her wanting to play mm-hmm. her in a movie. Um, and a Cronenberg film that I would like to revisit because I really didn't like it when I saw it was A Dangerous Method,
3: Mm
2: -hmm. um, which is a Carl Jung, Sigmund Freud biopic. Um, that movie I saw in theaters and I think I was expecting like gross out weird Cronenberg and, uh, it is not gross out weird. It's, very, it's like a like, stately
0: drama. Yeah, a stage yeah, yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would love to cover it too.
2: Um, um, I think that'd be. Have you Have you watched it recently? Not.
0: I, I'm I'm the same as you that I haven't seen it in in years. That Ty was talking about, like, yeah. not counting history of violence, and like I feel similarly about about yeah. that one. Um, and I love in those first few sessions uh, between QSAC, which we should talk QSAC in a second. And more that, mm-hmm. um, that the way that he'll frame their or specifically Moore's body is sort of the closest we'll get to like grotesquerie because it's it's sort of very specific yeah. and like you can tell there was thought put into like the shape of like where they're standing and I feel like sometimes like you mentioned with um, Evan Bird and Hill. Like pop up on screen like his body is like very thin and, and, and like he's like cartoon draw out of himself if that makes sense um.
2: yeah yeah no I mean I, I think it's like the the exercises that Cusack is doing with her it's like kind of like a stretch sort of thing It's mm-hmm. and it, there's also like a I think Cronenberg is drawing connections between like sort of, like, yoga and wellness aspect of, like, women in Hollywood to, like, something (laughs) scary. (laughs) The stretching of the body, the, like, the sort of primal screams. It's, you know, it it, it, it just kind of films in a way that's very off-kilter and surreal. Um, They
0: want to leave their body, almost, or, yeah. yeah, something like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um media horror is a another topic. So you kind of mentioned about how like this movie is, you know, a lot about incest, but it also it's like incest is a metaphor for Hollywood's obsession with itself. Mm-hmm. Um and if you you know, Cronenberg has made a few movies about uh the sort of fear of <laughs> <laughs> of the content that we watch or participate in videodrome being the most famous um you know existence as well with like the video game, cyberspace, whatever the hell is going on in that movie. Um, there's a lot of blending or blurring the lines in all of those movies between the media we consume and the reality of our everyday lives in this movie you kind of have that like repeated, speech from the Clarice Taggart movie um that is kind of it turns into a mantra in the film where you have uh, it popping up in you know scripts and conversations and you know all throughout the movie um which kind of gives the film this like kind of otherworldly eerie texture um but uh you know is also, you know, the clear example of the the blurring of the two, the the movies and the real life. Yes. Um, and you have you know the the connection between you know the Clarice Julianne Moore's mom dying in a fire, and then the movie itself is about a fire, and then it's about a crazy person, and then you know you have the Mia Wasikowska's character being a crazy person mm-hmm. who sets things on and fire, and then we it's have what happens of, to like you...
0: Olivia Williams's character in like
2: <laughs> that right yeah. She's on yeah.
0: fire, uh, and that was that was a big like uh, criticism at the time where it's like oh it, like you pointed out the um outside of the limo in cosmopolis and then yeah, it, looks it looks terrible but it's her I guess like I can I come down to it like that's it's it I guess it doesn't mean anything to me that it's it's like because it looks terrible maybe that's it plays into the idea that movies are fake and like um sure the movie that Evan Bird is filming is like a sequel and like Pattinson gets the role for like the blue matrix and that is like a spin off of right. something else and like I'm, this is a, there's no ma- very, imagination you know in this world
2: It's a very similar argument you're making right now to the argument that people were making for Matrix Resurrections is why it looks the way it does, Mm -hmm. because it's supposed to be, you know, an approximation of what the internet looks like now, what content looks like now. Um, And, you know, that was, like, one of my problems with, the Matrix. like, I love the script for the Matrix Resurrections. I, like, was very emotionally invested in it. I was just bummed that it didn't look as, Beautiful as the previous movies, and you know, and it's
0: interesting. I think John Toll was back did, to shoot and... it. Uh,
2: no, it was Bill Pope who shot the first one.
0: Oh, okay, I must be. I'm so confused.
2: And then it was, and then I think it was John Toll, and then John Toll got sick and had to leave, or something happened where he was off the production, and then his camera operator took over. Okay. Um, but. David Sam's has this argument for why the Matrix looks, or Matrix Resurrections looks, and the same bad. reason they say like the um, fighting is
1: quote unquote bad, like the fight choreography.
2: Right, like oh yeah, I'm like to I don't, it, like, I I okay. do get
1: that, but at the same time I'm like I don't like that doesn't make it good, like <laughs> right yeah,
2: I th- I. Th- think in maps to the stars that one shot of olivia williams burning looking bad is not like it doesn't affect my appreciation for the whole movie because it's just like a small moment it's one it's second not, like yeah. the entire yeah. movie suffers from terrible cgi <laughs> but uh yeah i mean one of speaking of fire like i love the sort of motifs of like fire and water in maps to the stars mm. Because there's that like totally horrifying moment where um, Julianne Moore did not get the part she wanted to play her mother. This other actress did. And she meets this actress. Aritzia? I'm trying to think of and... the
0: character name
2: oh it's oh i wrote this down because yeah. it's a crazy name azita, azita
0: yes yeah <laughs> azita, azita
2: <Wachtell. laughs> and azita Wachtell has a has a, <laughs> a young son who julianne more meets and he's very you know cute kid with like a bowl mm-hmm. fit. and then she finds out that this that azita can no longer take the role in the movie because her son drowned um and you know everyone and L El- and so so uh Julianne Moore you know is so excited now that she has the part so she goes out to her assistant Mia Wasikowska and is like yay na wait, wait, na 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 nah. hey 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 good say bye. goodbye Mika bye, yeah like, bye Mika yeah, yeah. And, then she, <laughs> and then she's like we're we're what is it like we're water he's fire yeah. or they're fire we're water or something like it's saying, insane you know, celebrating the whole child dying so she gets a part in a movie which is like, the way that scene is handled is so, it's, it, it's handled so straight face and it's so scary. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the California, I, when I think of California if you reduce it to its elements, it's like the wildfires and the swimming pools. Hmm. And I think that that movie like really, this movie really sort of like brings those two things. Um, the foreground and like interweaves them so beautifully in the story yeah um
0: for sure and yeah and then there's that um that poem the liberty thing that um right Agatha like will the, keep the, repeating. Um,
2: yeah that that's the the when i say like clarice it's a fish it's sorry it's initially um part of the dialogue in the clarice taggart movie got it and then it Spreads out mm-hmm. to where it becomes repeated by every. Benji is at one point saying mm-hmm. it. You know, it becomes like a mantra for the whole movie. Um, but you're right; it is a it is a poem. It's not like original dialogue within the movie. It's like, but it's used as dialogue in that movie within a movie. Yeah,
0: it's very interesting. Um, because this isn't. It uh, was something that struck me when I saw it on Netflix a few years ago. Like, this isn't a movie. Uh about celebrities it's a movie about hollywood because it doesn't have a red carpet premiere or like there's no paparazzi i mean there's the one scene of paparazzi um coming up to uh to benji for a minute like can i have 15 minutes with you no (laughs) uh Mm
2: -hmm.
0: but yeah it doesn't
2: well yeah i mean it's it's not as interested in like the real like behind the scenes making of like you don't really see so so much of like them on set making these movies
3: mm-hmm.
2: you'll have like little you know you'll have small scenes where you'll you know Benji's the co-star the little kid says Bavina and Benji's insecure but like mostly what we get from that experience of
0: Jim Carrey Benji Jr. over here
2: making the movie <laughs> right <laughs> Is him being in his trailer, being angry, or you know him at Crafty, like getting all of the red M&Ms in a single cup and saying like "fuck you" to, like <laughs> Entertainment Tonight or whatever. Um, yeah, I and I think like what the the movie is really trying not to glamorize any of these people, or you know I I think if we showed too much of like the craft it might make everything seem more noble Mm -hmm. than it is yeah um and yeah we even barely see the the stuff from uh the movie Clarice's mom was in like we'll have a little you know a little it looks like um the Robert Rawson movie Lilith with Warren Beatty and uh what's her name Jean Seberg yeah which I don't know if you've seen that movie the movie's fucking crazy it's like one of the movies that gene seberg made in the years after breathless um karina long talks about this in her in her series about gene and jane about gene seberg and uh joan fonda but um I it yeah but i think jane fonda not joan fonda I was tired um but yeah it Yeah, that's an interesting thing about maps of the stars that you don't really like
0: it's not once upon a time in hollywood Hollywood, where it's like everyone is making artwork and it takes like a whole um collaboration to put this one thing together because then i yeah if, if you were to see that it would be like um havana is doing this for a purpose and then one day um she'll get reclaimed and then like all these meaty roles and then like i don't know she'll win an award like you would think there's a happy end in cypher Havana if we saw the craft no. at work, even though that would just, like, contradict what everybody else has in their trajectory. Um, and very interesting, when Havana is killed by Agatha, like, it's a Genie Award that she's killed by.
4: <laughs> With an <Yeah>. award. and <laughs> <laughs> which,
0: like, a Genie Award is something that, like, is uh, given out in Canada, and that Cronenberg and has won many of mm-hmm. those, you know? So I, I, I found that out on mm-hmm. doing, like, a little Googling, but...
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, the movie has just like an overall very like bleak apocalypse, apocalyptic idea of what Hollywood is and what like the state of the movie industry is. Um, and to date, it is Cronenberg's last movie. I mean, he's apparently making another one. I think maybe he just started. I don't know if they've started principal photography on it maybe I mean but I think it would be very interesting yes yeah. I mean it's hopefully it's not the last movie he makes but as it stands to like have the last movie you ever make be a movie that's this like cruel and cynical about the movie business is very
0: interesting.
1: it's very interesting um the two um, yeah that he was the yeah. the two movies I thought about a lot while watching this back because I've, I've watched it twice now um it remind me a lot of Mulholland Drive, like you said earlier, and uh, Scream 3, which is very much about, like, Hollywood and, like, uh, a dark underbelly underneath, like, in Hollywood. Uh, I think that's the worst Scream movie by a lot, um, but... I haven't seen any
2: of the Scream sequels. Uh, you should I've only It's a fun time
1: Scream going through them all. Yeah the movie's called stab yeah it, right? yeah <laughs> yeah so stab become in scream uh, 2 gets introduced like they made that um about the first movie and it goes through the whole series but yeah and scream 3 that movie is yeah. very much like more about hollywood and like there's like a harvey weinstein stand in that movie and it's pretty crazy mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and he gets name dropped in this movie as well, right? She she's referring to Harve.
0: yeah, Harvey, yeah. Like she yeah. um, she's like, and I she knows Harvey, and uh, um, I like that P. T. Anderson yeah. is I name mean, dropped. Uh, yeah, it's kind of fun.
2: The name dropping in this yeah. movie is so funny. Like it's so. Are you serious in there? I can get like running
0: it. Gosling to do that. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like oh yeah i drove tatum o'neill during the filming of her reality show <laughs> which is such like a specific thing um, on
0: imdb they have yeah. every celebrity listed who is name dropped oh really it's up to 33 names which is wow um but yeah uh and i need to remind, my, remind myself real fast but crimes of the future is in post-production uh his new movies
2: oh it's in post-production so this you year. made it
0: it is done it's yeah, which isn't I mean, maybe maybe can again. Uh this was our can premiere and then it might be can.
1: Okay.
0: Uh Kristen Stewart and Leah Saidu, I think. Uh hell yeah. Hang on.
2: Kristen Stewart. Yeah. And Vigo. Vigo Vigo's was back. supposed to be okay. in uh Vigo was supposed to be in Maps of the Stars as the John Cusack character. And I think Rachel Weiss was supposed yes, to be I was gonna bring that up. the Julianne Moore yeah. character. And they both and then swapped out, out for
0: uh, Julianne Moore and John Cusack who is in two real movies this decade I think is worth noting um, you know
2: in in our current decade or in the decade <laughs> that you cover? that
0: we cover yes Chirac um, <laughs> <on this
2: show. laughs> the butler?
0: I was thinking of Hot Up Time <laughs> Machine
2: um,
0: uh, he's good I with guess Chirac those are
1: both
0: I, yeah I mean yeah. it's been forever since I've seen that one too
1: and I what, think that's what happened. That's like right after this, probably Shira.
0: Right, yeah. actually is twenty fifteen. Um, is he just like hard to? Is, his reputation is just hard to work with, and like huge ego. Yeah. I think.
2: He just seems like he's like he's online too much. <laughs> like he has posters disease. I don't follow him I on Twitter because like
3: I didn't know he was know. on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, no, okay,
0: yeah.
2: Oh my God, he's. So on Twitter, he, but he's like one of those like political Twitter gotcha. people.
0: Okay, I completely so, forgot about this movie. Yeah. The same year, Chirac. Love and Mercy. No, that one's really good. I'll I'll stick up for that. The
1: Brian Wilson and biopic, good.
2: and I think he's I think he's good He's great.
1: Yeah, my gosh, I think he's great in this movie. I, I'm yeah. like, I thought I think he's great. In this movie, my favorite yeah. performance, Henry Wazikowski. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. he's doing a lot here brings yeah brings oh my gosh It's a cup of love and mercy
0: yeah like it brings a very interesting energy that's like counteracted with what vasca is doing um
2: i mean looking at my like notes that i took like just of lines and moments i liked uh john cusack yeah. vaping and talking about the dalai lama yeah like that's how he,
1: introduced he's like yeah. weed vaping character. in 2014 like that definitely wasn't popular by <laughs> yeah. that point
0: it wasn't popular and it wasn't popular in film uh yeah, that it like took a few years all. to be like looking cinematic yeah. Yeah. yeah um but before we started this we were talking about euphoria and i think that there's a lot of vape uh um you know like yeah in that in that show. Um, and also like a lot and it's interesting comparing that to Olivia Williams who's doing a lot of cigarette yeah. handling.
1: Oh my uh, god, yeah. when uh when yeah. character comes back and she's like crushing her cigarette. Oh. <laughs> Stress smoking that yeah. thing. Oh yeah. no.
2: My crazy like incestual daughter has come back to ruin yeah. my life. <sighs>
1: Is
2: going some, um uh, Some other things yeah. that I wrote down. We've all been there. Oh, uh, Julianne Moore asks Robert Pattinson to fuck her holes. Yeah. That was a cool moment. Yeah. Relatable. <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah.
0: Holes. <laughs> like, How about oh. when she's like? Yeah, this so yeah, yeah. Do you uh, does the scar turn you on?
1: Like, yeah. Like, oh. Is my skin better?
2: Yeah, <laughs> oh, I mean, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, classic, like, vain actress
1: behavior. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, I do like that, like, once you start to see a little bit more of Agatha's past, that the scar becomes more visible. That's pretty cool. Like, there's a little bit of the body horror there.
1: The scars look very much, uh, very similar to uh, Scanners.
0: Mm, Yes. Almost, like, identical,
1: I would say. Uh, It's pretty cool.
0: Mm. I like that john cusack has the robot ringtone that's like the <laughs> classic like, <laughs> that's definitely what that guy would pick for um
2: i also like ringtone. that he has like a, like i was i don't even know how i would describe his like tv show is it yeah. just like the kind of like ad space you buy like late at night that's like really like an infomercial for like it was so it's very bizarre
0: yeah like i, I know in la though like that's a very much um a popular area for motivation i mean is he a motivational speaker or is it um
2: yeah it's kind of like a motivational speak like, like a tony robbins, tony robbins
0: yeah that name um and but, when we're first uh, into introduced to his tv show crazy. like we cut to agatha and she's doing those like hand gestures like the like, <laughs> what, what was that? <laughs> it's so interesting. And I love in that scene, too, when we cut to it. Um, I mean, we have to shout out Howard Shore, who's composed every Coderbergh movie. And the score oh, yeah. is, like, very unusual and, like, ethereal. Um, I, I don't know how to describe it, but it's good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just like this movie. I don't know if you guys know this, but by virtue of coincidence, uh, John Early was, had programmed this movie to play at Metrograph this weekend in New York.
0: Wow. Okay.
2: Yeah. I love John Early. They were just like, John, you want to program something? And he was like, yeah, maps the stars. <laughs> so, uh, I could have gone and seen this in a theater this weekend, uh, but I didn't. I watched it at home. Um, but yeah, this is, I, I know that like when you guys approached me about coming on, I gave you like a list of like, i don't know like 15 movies i'd like to talk about and this uh, people don't talk about this movie very much
0: that's sort of why i Um, gravitated to it as well um yeah because like the three movies that he has out this decade are definitely falling to the bottom of not only ones that aren't as discussed anymore but also people's rankings i feel that um Mm
2: -hmm.
0: i don't know (laughs) modern i've seen in some reviews um some friends of ours have written modern Berg um uh is a mixed bag and this one mm. is also considered somewhat hackneyed but I don't yeah I'm, I'm with you that I like what it's going for even if we've seen some of the things like we've we've already name dropped like Mahon Drive and Scream 3 and also like Sunset Boulevard you know yeah. it's like that is sort of the
2: right Julianne
0: Moore yeah. character and um like I've seen one review called this the good version of the canyons, <laughs> you know, like the Paul Schrader movie that
2: I caused have a to lot watch
0: of. The yeah, me too. Yeah, but, um, and it's interesting <laughs> that I saw the canyons in one Letterbox review because I kind of think uh Julie Moore kind looks like Lindsay Lohan a little bit, um, just like the hair and
2: well, the freckles.
0: The freckles. Yeah, I was just gonna say. The
2: freckles. Um,
0: yeah. But. Yeah. This. this-
2: this uh, rewatching this movie, um, I I hope people saw it at Metrograph. This, the cool people saw it at Metrograph in New York this weekend. I hope that like I feel like there's kind of um, a resurgence in talking about like two thousand like late two thousands to early twenty tens tabloid culture and celebrity culture at that time, especially with the tabloid right, right now. Uh, for sure yeah yeah it's very trendy right now and this is a movie that like it it was made later than 2007 obviously but it still feels like very much a a piece with like that era of hollywood where things were a little shallower Um, and i hope that means that maybe you know people who haven't seen this movie might give it a chance and watch it um when you talk about modern modern spiel are you counting eastern provinces and history of violence or or is it just the last three
0: um yeah i suppose you could um yeah
2: because those movies i think people like really liked when yeah. they came out yeah still kind of like
0: or um i guess but... what is my because like Two thousand and seven was much longer than twenty eleven. If that makes sense, so I guess more modern would be the three that came out. Yeah, so I guess, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Something else that I have written down is like cool celebrity sightings to Agatha are Zoe Deschanel and Kiran Shipka. Like <laughs> that's kind of very of the <laughs> like, moment. The little girl.
2: From yeah, that, yeah, yeah, man. yeah,
0: yeah. Um, yeah. Very funny, and also like yeah. underrated that. Uh, you were mentioning about uh, Mia Vasakaska in the same lane that we just haven't found her. The lane is Sarah Gaden. Uh She's also great in Cosmopolis as the love interest to Robert Pattinson. Um,
2: have you seen Alias Grace?
0: No. No, I have heard of this.
2: I think she's the lead in Alias Grace. Um, which is like a Canadian miniseries that I think was released on Netflix. I mean, I watched on mm-hmm. Netflix. So I don't know if it was like a Netflix exclusive here in the States, but, um,
3: mm-hmm.
2: it came, it's based on a Margaret Atwood book. Um, and, uh, it's, a Sarah Polly and Mary Heron collaboration. Interesting. Uh, and Sarah Gadden is the lead and she's amazing. It's really good. It's like, uh kind of takes it's like she um plays a woman who's it was like a servant it's a period piece in like the 1850s or whatever and she plays a servant who's accused of murdering uh her employer and uh it kind of follows the like the mystery of what happened there and there's also like an element of like mesmerism um and like there's like kind of victorian uh like uh Psychics and fortune tellers and stuff that was like very cool, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, she hasn't really crossed over outside of Canada. Yeah, there again, which is like kind of a bummer. She's great. Yeah,
0: um, um, like she was great in Enemy.
1: Uh, I feel bad mm-hmm. now because I thought Canadian that movie. was uh, <laughs> Jessica from True Blood. Uh, so I, I'm way off base. And she, and she.
2: Is she the the the?
1: Yeah, the and she's also in like the, the Marvel, Marvel Netflix shows. Uh. Yeah, they
2: right? kind of look similar. Um. Yeah, what's her name? That actress, Deborah and Yeah, I feel like
1: she hasn't done m- much movies.
2: Yeah, Sarah um, Gadon. No. Oh. Interesting. Uh. The, Oh, she's an escape room, Deborah Anne Wool. Uh, I hear there's a tournament but, yeah, of champions Sarah, Sarah over there. Mm. <laughs> I hear those movies are good. I yeah. Seen same. Them.
0: Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. just looking at what else I've written down too. Guess I'm a lousy dyke. Let's guess I'm a lousy dyke. That's a that that's. <laughs> It's like such a great wine <laughs> delivery uh, when she's like all agitated after seeing her mom in a threesome, and she's like asked to sit by the pool to calm uh-huh. down.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, the 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 threesome in this movie is really funny because yeah. it's like julianne moore is like it looks like she's pegging the guy but like she isn't it's like what is she doing she's like blandly humping his butt um it's like a
0: sex scene with like no (laughs) sensuality at all it's just
2: no it's just it's just sad (laughs) sad it's a very pathetic (laughs) movie Uh, yeah Yeah. everything about her is pathetic in this movie which Mm -hmm. again i mean i think it's like pretty Pretty brave yeah, for her to for play sure. that kind of character, especially like an actress like an aging actress. Um Yeah. And
0: uh and there's I was wondering oh, if it
2: was yeah. just sorry. I was wondering like how because they made her lips look like they had just been injected. And I was wondering if she did actually get injections or if it's just like you know, a specially applied gloss. I
0: wonder um, that too, because she actually did bleach her hair. Yeah. Um for the role yes. and I, and and uh you know, she does something interesting to her voice where it's like a little bit more raspy and yeah. <laughs> that's sexy right. Is, um, you know, and, and, and it's almost like the voice is like a, an, of another aged person and it doesn't match her actual age, if that makes sense. like um Yeah, and there's this interview with uh, mm-hmm. the whole cast and Olivia Williams was talking about how she's heard a lot of the things that Um, Havana's agent will tell her about like roles that aging actresses will have now and it's like pretty crazy that verbatim it's now in a movie. (laughs)
4: I, I absolutely agree. I think the family, the, the family dynamics are what's most profound about the film, and it's there are all these people who are desperately seeking some kind of validation in an external way. You know, they're looking to, to the world at large to validate who they are as human beings, and they're not turning to their they don't and they don't have any intimate um, relationships with others. The saddest thing to me about Havana Sagrand is that she doesn't have any friends. She doesn't have a partner. There's no one in her life that she doesn't pay. So, and, and, yeah, and, the, and the one relationship she yearns for, the one thing that seems to have shaped her and, she, and that she wants, you know, she, the real validation she wants is from her own mother and she doesn't have that. The thing that was terrifying for me was the conversation with the agent where she says all the things to comfort the actress as to why she hasn't had a role and, and my agent
0: has said all those things to me. <laughs> and what's even sadder is that I believed them. Um, and uh, so to see it all transcribed verbatim by Bruce was, was a bit of a, a salutary moment for me. And then the, the, uh, the, um,
4: the, the, that strange thing where, you know, in California where you have, you think, um, well, it better work out here because we've run out of continent. You know, there's, 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 there, there's, nowhere, there's nowhere else to go but maybe Alaska. So <laughs> it has all these frontier con men and predators and carnival barkers. And so, you know, there, it's a strange constellation of just madness there and then there's also a lot of really great things when you're outside the business but um you know if, if anyone's been to a uh, a christmas party uh, at a at a hollywood agency they know what horror is you know <laughs> i mean it's just it's very you know i'm just that's just how i feel but
2: well i mean that's what if we talk about julianne moore mm-hmm. not really making anything good in the past we're like, saying since this six years or whatever yeah. a thing that i'm you know, not yeah, thinking true. about is yeah, since this, since she won her Oscar, um, yeah, but like it's it, she's an older woman in Hollywood mm. now. Like the only roles she's like, she's getting are just like moms. Mm. I mean, right. even though she yeah. won an Oscar, a mom without mom, a memory. At least she was yeah, a that's the, the own, twist. Like, yeah. She's the focus of the movie. <laughs> like, you know, if we talk about right. We talk about like the movies that she did, like. You know, this year it's uh, Dear Evan Hansen and Woman in the Window. Does she play Fred Fred's yeah, sure. mom or whatever in that movie? I saw that movie. I don't remember it. Like the the whatever. I bet she's just like she's supporting character of mom, and that's yeah. what She's been doing, and it's just a she's in a the bummer, Jesse
0: Eisenberg directorial debut, which I hear know,
2: isn't would good. Love to see her um, get a juicy part.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, Does she reprise
1: her role uh, from the Lost World (laughs) for the new Jurassic Park movie?
2: I feel like they're not including the (laughs) Lost World. Ty's going to start a riot at the theater. The the Lost World lives.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 Run back of Vince for that What's what that is it called? Yeah.
2: Jurassic Dominion yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. or something? Uh, oh yeah, that was like a super. Uh, good I know. Yeah. I. I just,
0: There's like nothing more no interest pointless than Jurassic sequels. There's. Yeah.
2: Maybe. maybe. Yeah, maybe i'm just like discovering in real oh, time true. that i just don't like dinosaurs because on this podcast i've already talked about how much i hate the land before time yeah and now i'm talking shit on the jurassic what Garden about the disney guys. movie so, dinosaurs i don't, I, I don't it's know it's i'm in... gonna have to think long and hard about this like maybe the,
0: the good dinosaur good what about dinosaur. a good one dinosaur. that could be a different Didn't see offering. It. not interested yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right what if a dinosaur is good um and then, what, is, what are other dinosaur movies? There's that movie, Weird Back. Oh, yeah. That was another animated movie. Childhood
1: classic. Uh,
2: uh,
1: the one yeah, where... Um,
2: there's a movie with Denise Richards called Tammy oh and my... the T-Rex, where, like, her boyfriend dies and is, like, reincarnated as a T-Rex or something. Nice. Like, an animatronic <laughs> T-Rex, but it's, like, the soul of her boyfriend <laughs> from
0: the 80s. Didn't Will
1: Ferrell do, like, a journey yeah. to the center uh, of the Earth or something like that? Land of the Lost. Yes. yeah. Uh, I think you uh, have Jack
0: Black year one. Yeah.
2: Land of the Lost.
0: Is that dinosaurs? It, it, it's like that age. Uh, We're grasping yeah. for straws here. Mmm. Mm. That feels like dinosaur adjacent, if not. Are there yeah.
2: dinosaurs in the crudes? No, right? Like how realistic <laughs> are they being yeah. with uh, you know, like the timeline of Human history, right? <laughs> like, like, is it? A, are they striving for realism? <laughs> uh, I don't. The, oh the yeah. I saw the yeah. Batman yesterday. They had like that trailer for that. Do we need that? that film, no. Like in twenty
0: twenty two. That's
2: coming out soon. Where he. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like
0: everyone's accepted now.
2: Um, like, was it the unbearable weight of um, massive talent? But. Uh, it's a, yeah. But there, there is a funny line in the trailer where like, <laughs> one of the people is like really excited. She's like Nigga Cage from the Croods, and the other person <laughs> is <I'm> like, <"What?" laughs> it's like, "Have you seen
3: Croods too?" And I'm like, what "The fuck?" Ty would be like Julianne
0: Moore know? from the Lost World. You mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: but, yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I always I always forget that she was in, Jodie Foster. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Hannibal. That yeah. she was the replacement for yeah. uh, Jodie Foster as Clarice Starling. That's am- I really. I mean, I don't know when. Maybe you would break it up like into that, like that's a parts, series. like Spielberg. But uh, I suppose I really like Hannibal. But like, when's
0: the cutoff? I, um. I yeah maybe. Yeah
2: when is it maybe like 21st century up to gladiator and then after 20?
1: probably yeah um
2: hmm. but
1: um i caught Canada's that so like weird. way too young it's on like cable an and like gary oldman's like makeup in that movie like scarred me i was like <laughs> had nightmares
2: he's so scary yeah.
1: It's gross.
2: Yeah, I didn't see that movie. Until Does he play I was like a actor type or? Um, I haven't seen.
1: Oh, <laughs> Gary Oldman? No, no, he's a victim. He a,
2: well, he plays. That's crazy. A victim who survived.
1: Yeah. So his
2: face figure, is like. like... <laughs> it's like it's all skin grafts, and he doesn't have like a nose or like a mouth. He kind of looks like mm. um, a, a human version of Terrence and Philip <laughs> from South Park, if you're familiar. I don't know if Gen Z cares about South Park, but it's, you know, it's like, you know, just a circle oh and there are two beady eyes. And then it's just a slash where the mouth would be and the head goes and <laughs> to talk. And that's Never. what he looks like, but with skin. <laughs> And, and Hannibal. And Hannibal and was
1: not bad. well received at the time, Uh and the no. Red Red Dragon was even more poorly received. So.
0: Yeah, Red Dragon. Yikes.
2: I mean, isn't well, is interesting? You know, yeah. At least, it, when, when he screws up, it's not his Ridley fault. Screws like, it's, up, like, it's like kind of yeah. interesting. But, but. Yeah, or I mean, I, I, I. I he's. Mm. I, I think Ridley Scott is a different great director, case. but the director of Red different, Dragon. Yeah. yeah. Not to be um, told. different uh, story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wait, I'm like. Mm. What, why am I forgetting Brett? What's his fucking name? It's the other X Men director. I was like, I was like, it's not Brian Singer. It's another guy uh-huh. that got canceled who we don't talk about anymore oh Oh my
1: god that movie that was like one of the (laughs) first like oh like yeah sing a band i wasted my time and money oh that was terrible for me
2: yeah i think that was the experience for a lot of people uh there was a there was a kid that was in my class at nyu because brett ratner went to nyu um there was a kid who's like was like a nepotism like brett ratner's nephew and he was like oh, i'm brett ratner's nephew and it's like cool dude like your uncle sucks <laughs> like, yep yeah, yeah 2011 like, i remember yeah. When tower i think tower heist came out when i were in college and i was like cool dude!" my god like, yeah really,
0: who's gonna pick tower really heist that to will be, That'll
3: be. um yeah. do we
0: <laughs> that yeah yeah for sure yeah, that's that definitely, definitely like uh we're gonna get a lot of celebrities and see what they do with not that great of a script <laughs> yeah
2: and it's also like you know who's the person we need to <laughs> yeah. be in a movie about occupy wall, oh my wall God. street Ed um, Murphy
0: what do <laughs> we think of the <laughs> ending because it's yeah. like kind of hopeful yeah <laughs> poor
1: dog
2: of maps of stars um, I, you know, I think it's hopeful in that they have to, that
3: they're, yeah.
2: you know, blowing it all up. And that's the only thing we can do at this point because it's so rotten. But, you know, I, I think the movie does an interesting job of making um, Mia Watsakowska and uh, the kid playing Benji sympathetic mm-hmm. at the end. Because, um, you know, he's, kind of start to realize that once the you know you see the reveal that their parents were brother and sister and you're like oh they kind of like you shouldn't exist like you you, you know you feel bad for them there's like a sort of pathos there it like a you know just a an inevitable tragedy that you know their existence is going to uh lead yeah, to something right bad.
0: if they um, yeah and, and they kind of and uh, realize this um before yeah. Cusack and Williams can do anything to like be parents and to like change, because they're not interested in change. They only want to protect images. And yeah, you would, you. Th-
2: right. And yeah, there's the whole thing of like Benji being in real For sure. We can't let and when he out, when just public, like, kills you know, all his co star,
0: like, the, uh, the assumption is that re oh right oh, oh that's true yes no he did not thank die. you um yeah it's not looking good he didn't die. and the assumption was that they're recasting it's not, it's um, not looking
2: good
0: uh, the the kid's role not Benji's role or is like like he's gonna be fine like we can just like slap on the wrist and then we'll just be back to production but
3: mm.
0: uh, and we uh, just to circle back w- once more. We uh, covered this Cannes Film Festival lineup previously when this and Maps of the Stars were, I mean, oh my God, Claus Sills Maria uh, in a previous episode were in competition together. And uh, yeah, this is just worth mentioning that this was also in the festival lineup.
1: What won the Palm Door that year? Um, what won that you can year? Go see, because I sh- <laughs> Paris. Yes.
2: Oh, it was. I think it was Winter Sleep. This is the this is the uh, can that Jane Campion yeah. was the head yes. of the jury for. So we've talked about this a lot on Blank Check the this the series because.
0: With Channing Tatum, Multiple people yes.
2: have witnessed Jane Campion dirty dancing at the Cant Film Festival with various hot actors. Um, Channing Tatum and uh, there was someone else she was dancing with, because mm-hmm. uh, in the Power of the Dog episode, Richard Lawson is our guest. And that just came out yesterday. and <laughs> He also talks about watching her get down on the dance floor. Um, what else is that, Ken, this year? <laughs> No, after. no. He, he's
0: rumored to the do 29. the um uh, uh, made
4: movie, Leo DiCaprio right?
0: cult leader movie. Um no. about the Drew the Kool-Aid guy, which I think would be very interesting. Jim Jones one, yes, yeah. Um
2: interesting. I mean
0: that's like speculative, but yeah, still, the Jim um, Jones. Yeah, I think that would be cool. I've liked every movie that he's done. Uh, let's
2: see, um i'm a female fox catcher but i gotta rewatch it i just didn't like steve carell in that movie i don't know if i didn't like steve carell in the movie or if i was just annoyed that his performance right. was getting acclaim as like something different from michael yeah Scott, for sure I thought he was that's just michael like Scott with a fake the nose first
0: time that he's like, like guys i'm an actor <laughs> like i can be serious <laughs> but- I, i'm not the funny guy i'm not funny man yeah yeah
2: right
0: oh so good
2: yeah uh he's got Mr. a big easel. turner fucking rules
0: mm-hmm. right yeah uh, interesting career yeah mommy for sure
2: Xavier Dolan, um, man. and i i, I noticed that right
0: now i think a few of these movies <laughs> like mommy and maps yeah. of the stars will go uh, on to you know like like a lot of movies every year will go on to uh play at TIFF and a few other festivals after this. Like um yeah, also yeah, I'm looking at this too. That Two Days, One Night, the Darden movie mm. was at this can and anything else? Like Jimmy's All, the Ken Loach movie. Um yeah, yeah, interesting slate. Oh yeah, the captive, the Adam Agonian movie. Uh yeah, Julie Moore's worked with Agonian. I think so.
2: That's yeah, this one one's Ryan Reynolds. Kevin yeah, Bacon is yeah. in. Oh, no. Interesting. No, Ryan <laughs> Reynolds. Wow, big year for Canadians mm. at yes. Cannes. Cronenberg. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that was interesting. With Delon and Iguyen.
3: Hmm.
2: I did a thing like two years ago that my friend was doing. He was like, during the month of April, he was like, I'm going to try and watch Ooh. a different movie that I haven't seen before from each year uh, in competition at Cannes. Um, and I was like, oh, that's cool. So I like was in the process of doing that. And then mm. uh, I bet, life got in the way. Yeah. And I have a lot I think of think the Yeah. That project could, could be interesting. Um, Pick that back Like
0: what again. was talked about that year. Um, and also like what has been lost in the shuffle from other movies that are more talked about Mm -hmm. uh from what you pick but would is there anything
2: yeah there are also some filmmakers that like I haven't or they just kind of don't really cross over as much to like mainstream American audience not so much mainstream American Mm -hmm. audiences like the people that go see Marvel movies but like know the people that are interested in following the oscars like those you know like i hadn't seen a carlos regatta movie until i was doing my can project and watched uh oh god what's it called the the heaven one uh and i thought that was like really good and i was like oh i should watch all of his other movies um interesting uh battle in heaven adds to watch list explicit mexican movie <laughs> highly recommend it <laughs> um yeah he's the guy who did uh post tenebrous lux oh, right. which is a movie of, in japan Japan
0: or whatever yeah that's um, true all right i think it's yeah but, yeah i think yeah, it's can. like can we'll be
2: about the lineup sooner march usually for when this the announcement
0: year for the lineup yeah
2: Yeah, so like yeah, next month we should hear about wow. it. Is that um, also Oh wow. Okay. Gonna get the yeah, New, I did not know uh, the status movie. uh
0: for a thousand years. Be... But wow. Okay. Yeah. Very excited.
2: Yeah. Wow. Uh, I believe it's it's done and potentially in the can conversation. People have seen it. So. Yeah.
0: And um. and um, you know,
2: uh, just speculating, uh, yeah, like maybe, maybe even like the new West Anderson
0: is like ready. Said. uh Searchlight, I like to put in that, you know, like he's had a lot of ideas in quarantine. Like you said, you said too much time yeah. alone. Because, to... <laughs> um, like, he's doing the Roll Doll adaptation It's like, yeah. oh, oh my God, he needs to slow down.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, For sure. he, uh, he I, I'm curious to see what happens with him. French Dispatch, not yeah. really like landing.
0: It was. I think it was too. It was too much, too fast. Yeah. This year, I think is. Uh, um, it was cool to learn that. What he does next. If, oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Because I think um, it's one LMS of those that's probably, like it'll premiere year. at a festival and then it's released not too far afterwards because it's like early mid-June um it's interesting to see that Bruce Wagner has a mm-hmm. cameo in the background when Benji is insulting his agent uh right after the, the hospital scene <laughs> um it's something in our blood yes <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I thought she. Is. Yeah. Oh yeah, like Hodgkin's. Yeah, fuck
2: The fuck is non-Hodgkin's lymphoma? It's either Hodgkin's or it's not. Can we get an iPad Mini? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Get fully loaded. Um, All yeah, is there anything else that you have written down for us, or maybe we should go into favorite scene? Awesome, yeah, Tyler. How about yourself? Uh,
2: no, I know. I've gone through all my notes.
0: Let's drive this limo. Take oh, us it's, there. Uh, bounce
1: uh, over to favorite scenes. All these limo,
0: limo references would be much uh, more clear in Cosmopolis. I'm just realizing too, like, because um, like the big joke on Letterboxd that I saw for one of the reviews is like, Rob Pattinson is now the driver and no longer the passenger because like he's playing he's playing a character that's like always traveling yeah. to a destination in this and Cosmopolis. <laughs> it's interesting that they're like, uh, back-to-back movies. Anybody have a favorite scene that they like to go first?
3: Yeah, I
1: definitely have mine. Um, it would be uh, after, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, after julianne moore's character fucks in the back of the limo and then comes inside and then gets her head like bashed in um that's like a really that moment specifically with like the head bashing is like a really good directed cronenberg moment um Mm -hmm. the camera up facing up at in that uh love that
0: yeah that's true yeah
2: she like it looks like she hits the
1: lens like the scene's it very like funny very cool. right it's up so unsettling moment. like when yeah, she's like real, you real look quick. like a pig
0: why do you smell yeah. you stop saying you're sorry like it's yeah, <laughs> you... <laughs> yeah. she's like you blood my $12, <laughs> you is, cow? Cow? like okay. picking people up in the street and <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> she's like go get some sparkling water yeah. uh, it's insane and get the stain out i'm like what the fuck yeah. Yeah. so yeah i like that a lot
4: i'm sorry oh my god you bled don't you don't you use fucking town packs? are you psychotic I don't, I don't believe this. My my crazy assistant just bled on my $12,000 couch. I'm sorry. I'll pay for Go it. Go to the kitchen and get Perrier and bleach and Google the best way to get rid of a stain. I, I pick you up off the street. I give you money so you can be late for work and have your period on my furniture. Do you, do you think that Carrie Fisher, do, do you think Nicole Kidman and Halle Berry have scary little animals working for them?
2: I already talked about my favorite scene, which is the one, which is what happens with uh, Julianne Moore and Mia <laughs> when Julianne Moore finds out that the other actress's child has died, and she celebrates.
3: Because
2: mm-hmm. um, that, it's just like, it's it's so fucked up. Like, you can't believe they're, they're going there, and they do. Um, and it's played so straight. Um, and it's such like a weird, yeah. desperate moment that... Uh,
0: yeah, like, Julie Moore constantly Moore right um, um, understands yeah. the, uh, the the character of Havana, even though it, the performance isn't very judgmental. Like, it's... I mean, she's kind of like the movie, where it's just, like, played very sincere. <laughs> yeah.
2: No. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I think oh, the, all of the... She... Is similar to um, Benji and Agatha that I'm Mia Wachowska in that they are kind of children that were kind of forced into this situation mm-hmm. that they're in by virtue of their parents' lifestyles and decisions. And it, you kind of feel bad, they like kind of didn't have a choice in the matter, yeah, um, they're just forced into it, um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. You know i definitely have
0: like, <laughs> yeah sympathy for that. um they're bad people but it's it's almost people. like yeah you know i guess hollywood just rewards bad behavior constantly and uh it's pretty pretty sad to to get reminded of it um yeah and, and like as many movies have been made about hollywood they're and like there's a reason why so many of them come back to the same same things um Because things never change. Um, I think I'll go with Agatha and... uh, Oh, what's Rob Benson's name? Uh, Jerome. (laughs) Jerome Fontana? These character names. (laughs) I forgot. Jerome or
2: something? (laughs) Oh, Bruce (laughs) Wayne or something. Okay,
0: yeah. Uh, I will say when they're on set for the Blue Matrix... um, because like yeah. it's just like everything that, that's going on like why is she visiting like their chemistry is so odd um i like it i like it a lot it's uh it's like there's that guy who comes up to agatha and mm-hmm. he's like how you do in the trailer 15 minutes you're late <laughs> it's like just immediately assumed um uh, she's one of the stars uh of the movie yeah. or tv show um Because, yeah, and it's, like, what what we mentioned before, like, that's the closest we get to, like, film production. Um, Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Even even then, it's, like, they kind of have this look of, like, look at how silly this all is. Yeah. Yeah, really, really good.
2: Yeah.
0: Scene. Um, Yeah, a movie that, like, I think is, I think people have turned on in a good way since 2014, but... But still, it'll be interesting to see how, like, the three movies in the 2010s for him have will continue to age.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think mm. people have, like, in retrospect, say they like *Cosmopolis*. Like, I see, I know, I know people who like that movie a lot. Um, but. And people did like this one at the time too. I mean, it was very much like a yeah. mix. I know I, classic, I looked like back at the Mark Ruffalo tomatoes. You know, uh, some reveal, people like really it, loved it. Will,
0: um, it. For instance, like people who are fans will really dig it. I think that's sort of the case here. Um, yeah, Marie Barty, thank you so much for taking yeah. the time to chat with us about yeah. it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, if you'd like to plug anything, or you know, thanks for having me on working on now's the time
2: um uh please vote every day uh. and blank check march madness <laughs> blank check slash march dash madness um also uh a movie that oh, i uh, worked on is premiering at south by southwest uh this week um it's called linoleum it stars jim gaffigan um and hopefully people like it uh it's i made the movie like deep in the middle of the first year of the pandemic awesome. yeah, um and it's finally cool. coming out now would well, be like uh, a so really in theater
0: in to see rental situation or is it going from oh yeah
2: we don't know we haven't we haven't sold it yet oh like south by South by is in person. Uh, you can uh, buy virtual passes, so they're doing a hybrid model. Um,
0: but mm-hmm. yeah, because like South, I, I, like I've n- uh, yeah, yeah like I haven't. I don't think I know anyone that's like been, but it's like not platform. just movies. Um, um, that's and, the yep yeah, yeah. it's
2: uh, it's a music component and a tech component as well. There are a lot of panels um the half in itself by uh I, I was going to go and then some stuff came up and so I had to cancel my tickets. Um but uh yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah I hope but it sells. Uh, yeah I hope it does well. Um, we gotta sell the movie. Yeah, I can be
0: found on Twitter <laughs> at Jackie Draper. uh I have writing on film at the Simple Cinephile, my own personal medium and uh The Boston Hassle. This movie is not streaming. I got it from, uh, my library. Where, where you guys? Did you guys just rent it this, or, or do you own it? Oh, nice. Yeah, nice.
2: Yeah, yeah I I rented. I it picked on up Amazon. the
0: Blu-ray. Netflix. Yeah, um, I should buy Netflix, it on Blu-ray. Yeah, it was on Netflix for a little while. That's where I first saw it. But maybe it'll make its way back on uh, to somewhere. Next episode, we have. Emily Jenkinson returning for let me in, which we are doing for the release of the Batman. Uh, yeah. Um, looking back at Matt Reeves remake of let the right one in and uh, how it's sort of aged since 27.
1: Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um... <laughs>
2: Who's the, the snowman. Sorry, I know we're trying to end the podcast. Yeah, right uh, Thomas the director, Alfredson. The Swedish one made the the, yeah. the, the Mr. Snowman <laughs> movie, Mr. Detective. Yeah, I hope
0: he's uh, yeah. resting oh, well man. in director's Ooh. jail.
2: I hope is... he's doing okay these
0: days.
2: Yeah. Um... <laughs> ah! <laughs> 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 yeah. Do you think he's going to see the Batman? If you
1: saw batman uh you can follow me on twitter and letterboxd at t money talks where i will be hyping <laughs> up all dinosaur related content uh, <laughs> the influence of jurassic park and the land before time on my childhood uh, if we see any lost day. world fan pages um, uh you know.
0: Oh, and by the way, this is your last time with us. Thank you so much for filling in clay spot. My uh, nice statement, you know. leaf of absence. Yeah.
1: Yes, of course. Yeah, it was it was a good run. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. Interim host. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. It, um, are like, you my usual host? host, host is, was taking host? a little
0: time off for. Uh, it, was, it was just a lot to balance <laughs> this and in life, but Tyler was filling in for a little bit, but uh back for let me in.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, clays back.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is uh a good send off episode cool. <laughs> I think. It's like my my Benji hour. I'm going yeah. out with a bang.
0: Real for, I just realized one quick thing about uh the Benji <laughs> plot thread is that we never mentioned uh the scenes with his friends which are also insane and crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking shoots the dog. Oh, oh yeah,
2: God. she's been a She's a So sad, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, finish the joke, yeah. The poor dog, uh, R. God. R. God.
2: Yeah,
1: it's pretty crazy. Like, when he shoots the dog, um, is there one or two other girls in yeah. the room, but yeah. they have like no reaction, they're just like sitting there, like you would think you'd be like freaking (laughs) out like holy shit he just shot a dog
0: i guess like you could read uh, into that a lot and be like oh well, he'll be in los angeles like reacts to anything uh absurd like this like this is a normal every day yeah but
1: yeah it's just yeah exactly i guess (laughs) it's just a tuesday like right right um but no, I, obviously, yeah, uh, thanks for uh, having and me on all sure. this time. It's been great. We've covered some good stuff, uh, a lot of great guests, and it's been cool to be a part of. So maybe I'll be back uh, sometime in the future do. as a guest. Um, anyways.
2: What would you choose to cover, uh, Jurassic
1: Tyler? Jurassic World, let's see. Um. What year was that? It never came out, actually. I you think dream. that was 2019. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no I, I will send you copy 4k copies of the movie uh you're gonna
0: resurrect dinosaurs and we will <laughs> dig in
1: yeah um, thank you
0: life uh yeah. fans away
1: it's... actually no what we will do
3: yeah
1: all the we land before time movies that released this decade yeah the, there's probably like seven of them <laughs> we'll just cover the whole series um yeah it'll be great they're not sounds like, sounds like a but Patreon miniseries.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, God.
1: And I will have you know, I watched the first 13 <laughs> oh, movies sorry. for sure uh, as a child. Like, my grandparents would buy me Borders gift cards for Christmas, and I would go, and I would just go to the Land Before Time shelf and, like, pick out all of them. mm mm-hmm. um, yeah. And it was weird. Was, like, people stopped you before you left borders
0: and, like, are you sure? You're like, yes, I'm sure.
1: I've never <laughs> I'm been more sure, through, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on twitter at pod. you can follow us on instagram at exiting 2010s you can email us at exiting through the 2010s at gmail.com mm-hmm.